Hi friend, welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your storyteller Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz. So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we? All right, let's get started. Um, you both are in a dining car on the train you both have boarded. Uh, you guys are sitting uh, just a few tables apart uh, next to the windows. Very nice booth seats. Just, just a nice train car all around. And there's not really many people on this train. They have pretty much have gotten off way before uh, you guys have arrived to Heartbeats. And you are currently on the train. Dusk is approaching. Uh, what are you all doing on this train? Charlene is probably in the dining car. Uh, she's got like a half-eaten croissant. Um little butter on the side that she's been dipping it into. Uh, there's a tall glass of tomato juice. Uh, there's several empty glasses of tomato juice. Uh, she's kind of just staring out the window. Uh, there's a notebook off to the side, but it's kind of been shoved aside in favor of food. Uh, hasn't been touched in a while. She's just kind of staring out at the, the rolling hills and or flat plains, whatever it looks like, and, and watching the sunset. All right, and what um, is Jacques, Jacques doing? He is also sitting in the dining table. Um, he doesn't have any food in front of him, but he's using one of the, the dining tables um, to spread um, a bunch of notes and papers out in front of him. Um, you can see a couple of them are um, things like bank statements and... Um, uh, records of assets and things like that. And he's currently scrawling on um, a bit of paper that says um, personal budget, um, projected living expenses, um, date of total poverty. And he's sort of crossing some figures and trying to work it all out together. Um, and next to all of this, you see a couple of crumpled up bits of paper, um, probably seven or eight bits of crumpled up paper and um, one of them is half open and you can see it's the start of a letter um, that reads, uh, Dear Marie, um, I just wanted to tell you that and then it stops and has been crumpled up. All right. Uh, so as you are trying to write this letter to uh, Marie, Charlene is looking out the window kind of days. Uh, you hear the door from the cart open up and it's the attendant you guys have been seeing uh periodically and he walks over to you uh charlene i am pronouncing that right it is charlene yes okay cool it is charlene walks over to you charlene uh it's like do you need another refill ma'am no thank you do you know about how long till we get there only a few more hours till we arrive at your destination, ma'am. I see. Is it always like this? She points outside at the the landscape. With the purples and the pinks in the sky and a few stray clouds here and there. He looks out the window and goes, 
Yes. When we do have passengers to the border of the country, it is always very quiet and serene. Some might say even beautiful. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Are you still looking out the window? She's kind of like half turning, but not really looking straight at him. Okay. You you see kind of a a blur of yellow uh, at the corner of your eye through the window. I'm going to look back at it and see if I can like crane my my neck and see what, what it was. Oh yeah, uh, you you see it because it, it's quite a big, large flock of like yellow canaries that are that are flying, you know, the opposite way of the the train. So you're going, let's say, south. They're flying kind of north. So you're there's quite a big flock of them, like a big like what you would picture a swarm. That's kind of what they are <laughs> as they are flying through these like kind of nice, slight hilly plains. All right, so, uh, Jazz, set the scene for me. Where, where are you? Charlene is in her very small studio apartment. There is open cabinets and half askew dresser drawers. It looks like someone's in the midst of either a deep spring cleaning or a mad rush out of town. can't tell at a glance which one's which. She's frantically running from one corner of the apartment to another, stuffing things in duffel bags and suitcases and paper bags for perishable foods. It's just a modge podge of activity and mess. Uh, so the telephone rings. Charlene goes over to the wall, where there's a wall-mounted, old-style party line. And she picks up the receiver and shouts into it. Hello? It's like, oh, hey, sweetheart, I I just got your message. You're leaving. Yeah, Dad, sorry. This is not really the best time. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have this conversation with you, but I kind of... I'm in the middle of packing. Uh, Okay, well, I mean, is everything okay? I mean, this seems a little bit sudden, doesn't it? Yeah, sudden. Um, so I just, I need a breath of fresh air. I just, I need to go out into the country, you know? That big story just took it out of me, and I really just need, uh, to get, to, to get out there. Oh, yeah, that big story. I, I just, uh, finished reading it. I'm really proud of you for that. You did, you did such a great job, sweetheart. Thanks, Dad. Um, but not everybody thinks it was a good story. Uh, so I kind of, you know... Well, they're obviously all idiots for not appreciating your genius. Well, uh, yeah, I got my smarts from you, and I got my looks from Mom, but... I'm sorry, I just... I'm in the middle of packing, and I'm really... I just need to clear my head. Uh, and... I figured going to a farming town is... Absolutely the assignment that I needed. Okay, sweetheart, whatever whatever you say. Is there anything uh, I can help you with? Like, do you need me to send you any uh, money? Do you need anything taken care of while you're while you're gone? And also, what does um, Rasasha feel about th- this? Yeah, well, um, 
you know, I don't exactly have to ask her permission for everything, and I don't have to ask your permission either, so I'd okay, appreciate okay. it if you, you know, just let me let me do this. Uh, you know, when I became a journalist, you, you told me I should go out there and, and do big things, good things, and I feel like I've done that, but I've only done that for other people, so I'm just, I'm trying to better myself. <sighs> yeah, you are absolutely right, honey. I I will support you in this if you need anything, you know? I'm, I'm sorry, just a that, phone call away. That came out wrong. Um, actually, Dad, I I don't need any money, but thanks for asking. But I do need someone to sublet the apartment. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay, and it just would be nice if someone could be here and kind of take care of the stuff I can't take with me. You know? That would be... That'd be a huge help. Yeah, don't don't worry about. It. I'll I'll take care of it. Let your old man take care of this for you. And you know, I guess I guess when I get settled in, maybe a couple of days, maybe a week, I'll I'll give you a call, and maybe we could come out and visit me, and I could show you all the sights and heartbeats, and we could, you know, do lunch. Sounds great. We can, you know. Do lunch, you could show me around the heartbeats, you know, show me all the, the local things that are in such a, you said, cu- country town, so there's probably a lot of things to do. Yeah, I'm... You know, uh, I've never been to the country myself, so it sounds nice, honey. Uh, but you do seem uh, at least a bit more relaxed. You know, just pack, take your time, and I'll take care of what you don't take with you. Thanks, Dad. I, I get. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. This isn't what I'd planned, and, and. I don't really have all the details, and I don't really know where I'm going. I've never been there before. And I don't know what to wear. She looks at the attendant. And says, actually, uh, an omelet. A really, really big omelet with all the veggies, no meats, no cheese, just fill it to the brim. And some dipping on the side, whatever you have. Of course, right away. She's a little flustered and takes a a tissue out of um, one of the bags that's sitting next to her and... She's dressed in what could best be described as traveling clothes. Um, it's kind of a brown and white checked um, fitted jacket with nice tight tailored sleeves, um, some small brass buttons, um, a nice long skirt that goes to her ankles. And she keeps touching at her neck. Um, she's got a cloche hat off to the side. Um, and she keeps touching the back like as though she's trying to grab for a braid, but there's no hair there. She's got a very short bob cut that looks slightly uneven. Jacques, uh, the attendant comes walking up to you. He's like, sir, do you need anything? Oh, um, yes. Um, I seem to be running out of paper on my notepad. Is there... 
can I buy, uh, is stationary? Is there stationary on this, um, train? Oh, yes, stationary. Let me see what I can get for you. And he, you see him kind of clearly kind of gleam over and he goes, and might I say that does look like quite a lot of work. Going to Heartbeats for business? Um, from business. What is Jacques doing? Where is he? What is happening? We see um, a busy street in um, a busy cosmopolitan city and um, a bus pulls up um, on a corner and a stream of people in business attire um, pour off and almost um, last in the order of people getting off this bus is a... um, thin uh, man in a kind of very well-fitted suit but a very lean um, grey charcoal kind of suit and um, this is Jacques and he is trying to get off the bus as soon as possible because he's running late but all the people in front of him are taking their time sort of strolling off uh, and he finally manages to squeeze his way past a woman and um, starts running down the street Um, He's um, kind of frantically jogging and his briefcase is um, flying in the wind as his arms um, swing in a full sprint. And he uh, runs along the road about 300 metres towards a really large skyscraper building. Um, It's thick um, sandstone and kind of um, marble exterior. And there's a sign up the top um, that announces uh, the name of the business, Offices of Matsudacorp. Um, Below it is their slogan, which is, we provide the goods and services you need. Jacques um, runs in the front door and um, runs to the elevator and starts slamming the button to the 27th floor. Um, He's out of breath and under his breath, you can hear him mumbling going, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And as you're waiting, um, a woman walks up behind you and goes, oh, Jacques. How are you this um, fine morning? I'm late. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, it's it's is it Trudy? Is it tr- it's Trudy, right? Uh, Samantha, you you seem to be a little bit out of it this morning. Oh, I'm my bus. I missed my first bus, and and the second one broke down, and and so I had to get on a connecting bus, and it's been a hell of a morning. Sure sounds like it. Well, let, here let's. You know, go up to your floor and, you know, the elevator dings open and uh, Samantha walks in and gives you like a nice smile. She's like, come on. Um, So Jacques walks in and he's now trying to like uh, adjust his tie and the the vest of his three piece suit and like sort of make himself look a bit more arranged. He's trying to pat down his hair, which is kind of um, a willowy kind of black hair that sort of naturally wants to sit up and he's trying to pat it down into a side part. The elevator goes up, and as you're doing, you have nice little elevator music playing. It's really soothing compared to your uh, disposition. And the doors open up, and that's when you hear everyone turn turn around. Like you hear confetti poppers and stuff, and you hear everybody say congratulations, and you see a big banner that says congratulations. And your two bosses, Abel and Kane, are standing in front of everybody in front of you, and they're all smiling at you. 
What? Uh, what? And Jock turns to Samantha and says, Congratulations, I guess, Samantha. She smiles. She's like, like, Oh no, Jacques, this is for you. And uh, Abel goes, Jacques, come on out of the elevator before the doors close. And um, Jacques looks between his boss and Samantha and the sign between his bosses, Samantha and the sign. And he looks down and he steps out of the elevator and he says, um, what, what am I, what have I done? I thought, and he, he turns to Kane. He says, I thought today's meeting was a performance meeting. Oh, well, it is a performance meeting. For your performance, you are being promoted to head of this department, son. You have done a great, fantastic job. Ain't that right, Abel? And Abel looks at Kane and goes, Yes, you've been doing a fantastic job, my boy. Now come, we have some cake. Everybody's here to celebrate. No, no. I, I haven't been doing... I've... But I only got promoted six months ago. I barely know how to do the job I'm doing at the moment. I can't... I can't manage a department. You are so humble, what? my boy. Come on, you've been doing great. You've been one of the best employees, staying late, working hard. We have taken notice of it. But Daniel's better at the job. What, I... It, 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 why, why isn't he getting the promotion? He's been here longer? He's got... He's got seniority? Oh, Daniel, yes, well, um, when we informed him that you were getting the promotion, he did have a bit of a, a tantrum, and we did have to let him go, unfortunately. It's like, yes, what a, he was such a bit of a bother, a little bit of a, a little bit of a suck-up. That's a nice way to put it, something that won't get us uh, legally in trouble here, as uh, Kane, Kane says, just kind of, you know, uh, walk, walking away to, to where like the table of cake is And I think at this point like a, a random person in the crowd has walked over and placed a, a small um, party cake a, a party plate with cake on it into Jacques' hands And another one's like put one of those party hats just on his head while he's staring dumbfounded um, Slack-jawed um, But can I say no? Why would you say no my boy? This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, I... Now oh, come on, eat some cake. Uh, and he... throws the cake. Uh, Jacques throws the cake at Kane. Runs back to the lift <laughs> right as it's the doors are finally closing. <laughs> and slams the ground floor button. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> as the doors are closing, he yells out, um, I'm taking my long service leave. And that's, and the doors close in front of you and you descend back to the ground floor. Yeah. Um, okay. When, when Jacques gets to the ground floor, he runs to the payphone that's in the, um, the ground floor of Matsuda Corp. And he rings zero to get through to the operator. Yeah, it, it rings once and he, uh, someone picks up and goes, Hello, operator. How can I help you? Um, I need, I need, um, I need you to put me through to, uh, the transport department. I need to book an, 
an emergency train. Sure thing, I can get you to the train station. Give me one moment. And you hear a few uh, dial tones and stuff, and you hear a few rings. And then the uh, some man picks up on the other end and goes, Yeah, what can I do for you? Um, uh, yes, hello. Um, I need an emergency train ticket to the city that is furthest from Borealis. The furthest? Uh, yeah, one, one second, let me see here. And uh, when would you like to depart? Um, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Okay, let's see here. Um, Next train away from Borealis. And you hear a few bits of uh, paper being shuffled around. Well, uh, if you can get here in the next uh, hour, uh, we have one going to the the small town of uh, Heartbeats, apparently. And that's near the border. The furthest point you can get from here. Yes, I'll take one of those, please. And he hangs up the phone without providing any details or payment and runs out the front door of the building. Yes, uh, from, of course. Let me see if I can get you your stationery. And he'll uh, go back toward the front of the cart and leave through the the door. (sighs) Having heard something about paper and parchment and running out, um, Charlene, who's been rummaging through her bag, will realize that she does have a few loose um, sheets of parchment that are... Slightly bent on the corners, maybe not something that she would use, but maybe there's someone who needs it. Um, so she'll gather up three or four pieces of paper out of her sack, out of her carpet bag, and uh, slowly raise up and kind of like do the whole walk with the hands down the cart. She's not quite used to walking on a moving train, which is why she's been in the dining car for a very long time. And comes over to the table says, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but overhear. Do you need paper? Parchment? She holds oh, it out. um, yes, I'm oh, thank you. I'm, um, I'm trying to write a letter, and I haven't, I haven't done it in a long time, and um, Jacques sort of, um, gestures to the seat across from him, and he says, um, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions. Um, I need to know if something sounds dumb before I write it down and waste more of the paper you've given me. You know, I might be the best person on this train for you to talk to. I, uh, I like words. So, sure. What what questions do you have? Well, Well, I guess as a starting point, do you get along with your family? Well, I mean, I guess I do now, but only because we live in different parts of the country. Yeah, I'm distant from my family too, uh, physically, but also, well, I want to write a letter to my sister. And I know if I do, it'll disappoint her. I want to make them proud, but how do I say I've quit my job and I'm moving to a town that I've never heard of before? But I'm fine. Maybe you should start with, I love you, come visit me. Here's my new address. Absolutely not. Ah, 
let's let's take a different uh let's let's workshop this. And she kind of looks around for her tomato juice. What about what about I love you. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going so you can't visit me. They might be a little concerned. Okay. Um back to the drawing board. And I think he crumples up that bit of paper because he'd already written that down as he was <laughs> saying it. She's going to go get her tomato juice and come back and kind of like pull parchment with a little bit. How about we decide what you're going to write before we write it down? Yeah, that makes sense. It's usually I don't make mistakes. Um, this is hard. A mistake? This isn't a mistake. It's it's life. These these half written letters that you have. Everybody has these. I'm sure Marie has a half dozen letters stuffed under a bed somewhere that she's never finished either. I think Jacques pauses at that, and kind of a wistful smile goes across his face, and he says, um, "You know, you're probably right. My sister's not much of a writer either. That helps." Sorry, I, I, I've been rude. Um, and he reaches his hand across the table and says, um, Jacques, um, it's, it's nice to meet you. Charlene, and she, she'll grab it, and it is a firm handshake. Um, yeah, Jacques is, is kind of timid, like a, Wet noodle? like a bird, like a bird. <laughs> I have a um, question for you, Jacques. Certainly. Have you ever gotten so flustered that you did something drastic. Like throwing cake at the boss of a large mega national corporation and storming out of a building? Not recently. (laughs) She kind of looks at you, shakes her head, and she goes up and she grabs her hair. She goes, I cut off my hair and I kind of wish I had it. And I know hair grows back, but but it kind of, it's hair, you know? It's just always there and you don't think about it. And I don't, sorry, it's way too personal. I'm, I'm sorry. No, not at all. I, I think, I think it suits you at the moment. Um, and I guess um, if you think it suited you more longer, I, well, I look forward to seeing that too. I guess we're both headed to wherever this train ends. Heartbeats, I think it was called. You know, this is the first genuine conversation I've had with someone in a year that hasn't involved accounting. You know, I think this is the first genuine conversation I've had that I didn't want to leave or wasn't about work in about a decade. I'm really glad I met you, Carolyn. (laughs) (laughs) It's Charlene. I'm glad I met you too. Jake. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. It's okay. It'll be our little secret. Um, and I think, um... Jacques reaches across the table and takes one of the pages back off you and he writes your name down on top of it. Um, 
And next to it, he writes, a friend met on a train. Does he do this so that she can see? Yep. You even spelled it right. Bravo. I think that's going to get to be a pretty long list. Now, where's my omelet? Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. That was a good time, huh? If you want to keep the good times rolling, you can contact us at Twitter at HeartbeatsCast. You can contact our wonderful storyteller at Adepsander. You can find the wonderfully talented Jazz at Orange Like Jazz. And you can find Humble or Me at Potentially Rob. Oh, and go have a look at our fancy new website at HeartbeatsCast.com. Lastly, if you've liked the show so far, we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes and like, rate, and review us. It would mean a bunch. Bye, friend. <laughs>